It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it in. He's got it in. Taylor Siddle's got it. Check out his ball down. Go on. Go on. Go on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Slips in a Gully. We've got a full house here tonight. It's great. I'm joined by Glenn, mate. How you doing? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am ready and raring to go. We've, of course, got the other Aaron. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm so well as scary. So well as scary. <laughs> um, and Craig, welcome back again. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. We have yeah, obviously haven't back. scared you off. You're uh, ready and raring to go. No, and particularly excited about tonight, too. Yeah, tonight's going to be a fun one. So we're going to start our official countdown to the ODI World Cup. We've got the Ashes and the World Test Championship out of the way, so we've now this is the next big thing we're concentrating on. We've obviously been doing our uh, one-day international all-time uh, 11s for each country, but this yeah. is another one we're going to do. We're going to kick things off. We're going to do a draft. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you've known we've done a few of those before. We're going to take it in turns, picking an 11. Um, we can only use players. It's going to be an Australian one-day 11 because, let's face it, we're all... Uh, we're all proud Australian fans. We don't deny that. So we're going to do an Australian One Day Eleven using only the players that have represented Australia in a successful World Cup campaign. So we can only use players from the 87, 99, 2003, 2007, and 2015 World Cup squads. And we did check. There is just enough for us to get four 11s in. So that's going to be fun. We've uh, done the order. So uh, Craig will get the opportunity to pick first. And then uh, Aaron out, and we're picking second. I'll be picking that's, third, and Glenn will be picking oh, that's fourth. That's got to be a good toss to win. That's yeah. that's like winning the toss. Oh, no, I got that backwards. I got no, that backwards. No, Sorry, no. Aaron. Aaron's first. Up. Aaron's first. I got yeah. that wrong. I, I didn't want to interrupt. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I, I was going to let you finish it. You're opening, but how official is that? No, sorry. Aaron is Aaron is picking first, then Craig, then myself, then Glenn. Yeah. 
So uh, it's going to be right. fun. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to have a bit of a chat about uh, Ben Stokes uh, coming out of retirement for the English World Cup squad and what that means. And we'll be having a chat about some things that are just uh, perturbing us a little bit about uh, the potential future of Test cricket. There's some uh, concerning things that have uh, started to eventuate over the last 18 months and... Uh, I'm going to bring it to everyone's attention. So there's plenty of cricket goodness to be talking about, and all of that is coming up right after this. Got it! Patrick Sloverball! Beautifully bowled! Well- uh, first and foremost, we're going to have a chat about the uh, the reigning World Cup champions. It hurts me so much to say that. Um, England, they've announced their squad, and there's been one big notable uh, noticeable change. Have you got the uh, squad handy there, Craig? Yeah, I do. Uh, Joss Butler, captain. Uh, Moeen Ali, Gus Atkinson, uh, Johnny Bairstow, Sam Curran, Liam Livingston, Darwin Milan, Adil Rashid, Joe Root, Jason Roy, Ben Stokes, Reese Topley, David Wiley, Mark Wood, and Chris Wokes. So the big inclusion there I think we can all see is that uh, Ben Stokes, who's only recently retired from the world, uh, the ODI game, is in that squad. Yeah. What do we think of that? Um, it stinks. It does. It absolutely stinks. Um, the, the best headline that I've seen, I mean, Tim Payne come out and said it best. You know, his quote, we should actually read it word for word. But essentially what he's saying is it's all about me. Um, I want to go and play the big game. So all you guys have been butting around the world for the last 12 months while I've been in retirement. Um, Take a back seat. I'm back. And that, quite frankly, sucks. And from a guy who is supposedly the talisman, the the figurehead of English cricket, I think it's a disgraceful exhibition of poor, poor teamwork, really. Playing a bit of devil's advocate, sorry to steal that off you, Glenn. As far as I've seen um, in all the media reports, is that he hasn't, and like he hasn't reneged on his retirement, and then England have picked him. England have approached him about coming out of retirement, and he's answered the call. So, yeah, but, but I, what what I'm more disappointed in is, you know, he's made this decision. What was it? Nearly eighteen months ago. Yeah, I think it was just yeah. just after he got the captaincy. And coming up to their first real test as a, as a one-day side under Joss Butler with the core of the players that have been doing everything for the last 18 months getting ready, and the English management have said, we're not good enough. You guys who have got us to this point aren't good enough. We need to drag Ben back. That's what I'm more disappointed with. Like a guy like Harry Brook, who has got the world at his feet at the moment, has lost on a, out on a World Cup opportunity. They've come around every four years. The selectors years. Have, have done a couple of things like that. Can you imagine if you were a uh, uh, an off-spin bowler in counting cricket, yeah. you know, like they just went back to Moeen Alley. Um, right. You know, so and, that's, and that's a bit of a... Is, a they can justify it by how he actually ended up performing in the thing. But yeah. it stinks. I mean, what is your incentive yeah. To, yeah. Be, to be striving to be in the in the English cricket team? So I've got no issues with Ben Stokes. Um, I do. I, he's I, English I, and he's a redhead for starters. I, I don't. I don't think that Ben Stokes has gone. Uh, I've got a real taste for this after the Ashes. Now I'm, I'm out here to now go win a World Cup. I think that he was quite content in in ODI retirement, but England have come knocking, and and Ben's gone. Well, if you need me, well, okay. And then that's then cost um, Harry Brook his spot. My big question is like I, I get it from the like the talismanic value that a guy like Ben Stokes offers. But is he going to bowl no. for this World Cup? No. And if he's only if he's only going to bat, surely, surely Brook is yeah. like has got to be have his nose in front. I would have thought yeah. that even you know Brooks 
Brooke would have been the first guy I picked in this team. Yeah. I, I've got a different question. It's a bit simpler. Um, who the hell is Gus Atkinson? <laughs> <laughs> He's been I, I feel like that guy just got like some mascot that I've never heard of. Apparently right. he's been doing the business in county uh, cricket and stuff like that. So okay. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I was pretty much right. the same like, who? Who is Gus? I've just Googled yeah, yep. um, Thanks, So, I, look, I, I don't know who the guy is either. Um, and... Well, that's, that's unusual, this could be, but yeah, this could be a new English tactic. So he's he's um, <laughs> twenty five years old uh, from Surrey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and right arm fast. Right. So okay. six foot two, yeah, a little bit that's sort of woodish. Heart. So you've got um, yeah, yeah. So you've got probably him and Wood as your you know yeah. speedsters. No Joffre Archer. He no has Joffre. Yeah. I have heard yeah. that they're they're reserving a spot. Maybe it's um. Gus's spot there yeah, well, might, might turn might turn into Joffre if he can be proven fit. That's the that's the mm. so well, Harry Brook is a no, but Joffre is not in at this stage. Yeah. But uh, depending on fitness, may find himself. Do you think maybe in. maybe Harry Brook's poor IPL form um, in his one only hit over in India has cost him a spot? Oh, I don't know. Like, well, so I what have we? So what have we got? So there was Jason Roy, Joss Butler. Um, Livingston, Ali, they're all guys that have been around the traps for quite a while. I think he might just be last, he was the last guy in, so he's the first guy out sort of thing. I think it might have been, you know, he's what, 21, 22, plenty of his career ahead of him. These guys are all old stages that have been to multiple World Cups. Yeah, but they've gone the easy option. Yeah, we're doing an Aaron Finch farewell parade for these guys. Uh, Well, not necessarily. I think you could probably say that on form, most of those guys probably warrant a spot. Jason Roy is still one of the premier white ball players. Um, Ali and Livingston have had strong... um, you know, domestic white ball tournaments, yeah. be it IPL, and, and, be it yeah. NatWest Heat, any blast, be it what it is. So, well, look, Mo, I think and, Mo and Ali, I think, is a, is a very, very good T20 and, and one day international cricketer because the game actually is, comes to him. It I, suits him. I, I don't think you'd say that on, on a form, many people don't deserve to be there, that you could have no. played Harry Brook for, but it's just a shame that, you know, Harry Brook's own form probably warranted a spot as well. Mm. Um and yeah, yeah, like that World Cup opportunities don't come around every day. You've got to wait four years now, so yeah. um, he'll be yeah, twenty five yeah, when the a, next one comes around. Well, the thing is, too, like you know, for another four years. Who knows how people have worked him out by then? And maybe he's yeah, not the impactful, the impactful player that he is now when the whole world hasn't actually had a slice of him yet. Oh, yeah. look, you saw what Ben Stokes did in you know the World Cup fight. He's a big game player. When the when the going gets tough, when the occasion needs him, Ben Stokes more often than not rises to the top. So, you know, even if he has a because in the the T Twenty World Cup we just had that England won as well. Stokes had a, a pretty poor tournament up until the final, the final where he he it all clicked and he and he guided England home. So, um, if he does that in a semi final or even the final and gets them across the line, you'll say that it's you know it's it's worth it. it's, it's worth it. But, Let's um, hope they don't make it that far. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the plan. But uh, they're. They're a strong ODI outfit. I think that having Ben Stokes there, even if it's more mentally, yeah, improves that more song. Talis, more talismanic than well, anything. I, like else. I don't think they on paper. I don't think they need Ben Stokes to put them over the top. But I think those guys will play better knowing that they've got a guy like Ben who can 
can do he's the job been, they know he can some do. some pretty high praise in the, in the English press just recently. Who like, knows? Maybe you'll bowl to death over for uh, the final and get blasted for another four sixes. Oh, West oh, Indies. Oh, I was going to say, the West Indies, if the West Indies qualified, they could call Carlos Brathwaite out of retirement <laughs> just to nullify Ben Stokes. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. They, well, How do you reckon Ben Stokes feels every time he sees Carlos Brathwaite? <laughs> like, like, I don't want to bowl ever again. Yeah, <laughs> That's pretty, pretty much... much. Um, uh, to be fair, like that particular over was fairly crap. Well, he, did, he was bowling length balls. I don't think he'd of... take a swing at Carlos Brathwaite in a nightclub, though. No, <laughs> I don't think anyone would. No. <laughs> He's a pretty big unit. He he let you know about it. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, well, it's it's the world champs putting up quite a strong squad. They're obviously going to be uh, right up there at pointy ends, and uh, while it is very disappointing, Harry Brook. Uh, Especially if they get Joffre Archer back, I think that they're they're obviously going to be one of the teams. To, oh, they're one of the favourites for sure. And, and I think it's going to play into their hands. Like they've got a lot of players with IPL experience and and you know white ball tournaments. Uh, they've also got the advantage of having a lot of ball rounders at bowl spin, so you can play that extra yeah. your extra you know you know your Sam Currens and your Topleys and people like that because you've got some overs out of Livingston, out of Alley. And what are we expecting from them? from the BCCI in regards to pitches during this tournament? Oh, I imagine they'll be very run-friendly, I would say. I don't think they'll uh, well, be too... Uh, do you think that there'll be any skullduggery? I don't think. Well, the ICC will take... No, they'll be roads. Roads across the board. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> the ICC will take the precedence I, I because it's... I would just be a... interested if in India were playing Pakistan in a, in a semi-final, what sort of wicket it would be like. Nah, it, they'll be roads. They'll, right. they'll be well. It's an ODI World Cup. They'll be they'll be roads. There won't be there won't be too many. Are we expecting world, a world record to be broken here by any chance? Uh, I don't know. They were talking about. Oh, there's no there's uh, no Mick Lewis. Bowling, so. <laughs> so what is the, the world record? That's four ninety or something. Yeah, four eighty seven. Yeah, something, yeah, something like that. Like that. So England are talking about cracking five hundred no. in that last World Cup, and they didn't get me one year. I don't imagine we'll see. Um, Anything obscene like that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe if a team like sort of Afghanistan gets, I think they go too the, hard nowadays. On the wrong I really side do, of because of twenty twenty cricket. I think batsmen go too hard and can't the game and, distance and just cannot cannot bat forty overs straight. So, and, and that's what costs. So you think like, like or bowled out, bowled out, you know, in forty overs with three fifty on the board might be. Oh, I, I reckon that's the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon that's you know you yeah. haven't batted all your overs out, but you've got three fifty on the board. Or well, maybe, or maybe not necessarily that. Or every time they're looking like really jumping for that to make that four eighty five hundred score, they lose a few wickets and they've got to rebuild and yeah. and go again. I think you're right. Yeah, I've, yeah. yeah, I've sensed that as well. They just they can't. You can't sustain it. They don't. They can't pace it. No, know. there's no. There's I no think, knocking I it into the gap. Team, a team like England, with how deep they bat and the way that they bat, because they all come out and have a bash, they're much more likely to be able to sustain that because they've got guys who just come in and go bang, 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 bang all the way through, all the way through their order. There's nobody, and in especially with a guy like Joe Root, who's just yeah. going to do his his thing and 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 Joe Root will go at a, a, a run a ball. Yeah. You know, so I can see a 500 score. Well, I, I'm putting the money on that won't happen, but it wouldn't shock me if, say, you know, an Afghanistan has a bad day against an England or yeah. a, or an India, 
and it's totally you know, or, a, or a Netherlands has a bad day mm. against a, you know an India or an England and oh. runs into an absolute buzzsaw. But Netherlands I think, had good form though. In yeah, the, the, yeah. I think the, the yeah. minnows aren't as minnowy as they used to be. Sort of not thing. anymore. The the yeah. the gap between the best and the worst is is shrinking when it comes to this format and the T Twenty format especially. So yeah. I would be I would be shocked if there is a five hundred. But that being said, roads on small Indian. Um, grounds, particularly, I'm, I'm predicting maybe something like a, you know, a, a day a day night game where it's just just as it's starting to get a little bit darker, you know, four thirty five o'clock over there, and the dew starts coming in and makes it really really hard to bowl. Yeah, yeah, but it does make the ball softer too. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, there we go. That's that's what the World Champs edition up. Ben Stokes is back. Um, I'm hoping that he doesn't have a very good campaign because I'm all about the Aussies. But you know, it is good to see the legends go. You know, because that's what he is. He's an English legend going around one more time to see if he can uh, bring home the goods. And oh. and from a pure neutral point of view, the way that uh, you know the the absolute storybook that the Ashes have been with you know um, bringing it back, as balls. Broad retiring, you know all that sort of stuff. The, the you know, they're informed. They'll they'll want to go hard and they'll want to uh, add another add another World Cup trophy to their cabinet. Yes, they're writing quite an interesting page in their cricketing history at this point in time, aren't they? Absolutely. Go on, go on, go on. Uh, so, in talking Test cricket, it's been a rough eighteen months. There have been some real eye opening eighteen months, two years, real eye opening things that you just sort of I've made me sit back and go, "Ooh, that's not." Real good. Um, and I'm talking about the future of Test cricket. And the first thing that I want to talk about is right after New Zealand win the World Test Championship, straight off the bat, arguably their second most successful Test bowler ever, says, I'm done. I don't want a contract. I'm playing franchise cricket. And there's a couple of other blokes that follow him as well. And he's still got some mileage in his legs there. Oh, he, yeah. he doubled up the nearest wicket-taker in the last Major League Cricket thing. The guy yeah. is still elite. He was excellent in the IPL. Then not long after that, you've got a, a raft of players um, retiring from Test Cricket to maximise their... You know, Winindu Hasaranga recently retires from um, Test Cricket. I mean, he's not immediately in the, the Test picture at the moment for Sri Lanka, but he's at 27 has put a pin in and said, no more, I'm just playing... Four over cricket. I'm just playing white ball cricket so I can... So I can go and play domestic T20 cricket. Mark Wood has announced that he is going to be signing a contract in the uh, UAE T20 competition, which directly clashes with three of the four tests that they're going to be playing in India. So this is a guy that has was turned the series around in the Ashes. Absolute lock, you'd imagine, for a couple of those tests over in India has basically said, I'm chasing the... The T twenty dollars, um, and the big one, the one that absolutely terrifies me. And it, honestly, if the people at the ICC, the the brains trust there running the show, didn't read this news and go, "Oh shit," then then the game is truly stuffed. If this hasn't made the ICC sit up and go, "Well, we can't do anything about it now, but we need to future proof test cricket and actually work out a workaround for this because this is." If that hasn't happened, then the ICC doesn't care about Test cricket as a whole. They'll keep the 
the Border Gavaskar Trophy. They'll keep the Ashes and they'll keep England versus India alive. But other than that, it'll fall in a heap. And that is South Africa have announced that the upcoming tour to New Zealand clashes with the SAT20 competition. Any of their test players that have an SA20 contract will not be going on the tour, which is basically their whole test 11. Yeah. Everyone of note, Janssen, uh, Norkia, Rabada, uh, Verene, um, uh, Maharaj, <laughs> they are all got... Yeah. yeah, and then the young guys coming through, like Tristan Stubbs yeah. and um, Dual Brevis and Gerald Coltsia, and, well, they're all going to have them. So who are they sending? That's it. That's what I mean. That's yeah, right. who, who are they sending? They've, they've announced months out. Maybe months we should move to out. South Africa. <laughs> well, Temba Bavuma, the captain, isn't going. And so they're sending – this is even a B side. This will be lucky to be a C-plus side, like the – They've announced this is South. This isn't some like third world country that's got no infrastructure at all. This is a team that ten years ago was the best team in the world. Yeah. Um, they were winning away series in the subcontinent without a spinner, yeah. and and we've gone from, like some of the very best players that have ever played have come from South Africa, and this thing, and then they're just saying that no, we're we're just we're. This tour is a write-off. We want our, our guns playing a uh, domestic franchise competition. Well, I, I just don't think they can compete with the money, though. Oh, I, that's absolutely. Like that's... I, it's not a question of why. We all know why. Yeah. There's too much money going around. But mm. but honestly, if, if this is what's happening, I would be astonished in 10 years' time, at the rate that this is going, in 10 years' time, if there's another There'll test series. three se- test sides. If there's another test series outside of the, the Ashes, the Border Gavaskar Trophy, and uh, the England versus... India, I would be absolutely staggered. Well, absolutely, absolutely staggered. Look, we need to look a little bit deeper into this as well from the structure of who has the best first class systems in the world. And South Africa have a really, really good first class cricket system, one of the strongest in the world. Why, Why is everybody over there deciding that? We don't want to play test cricket anymore. We just want to try and make some short term games. There's, there's no it's money just in it. Dollars, there's yeah. no money in it, and that's and that's what it is. The ICC needs to come up with a, a, a better revenue sharing system. Yeah, because Instead like, of giving it, it all to India. Well, that, that's not. India is taking an absolutely humongous portion of it as well. But Australia and England are very well remunerated as well. I think there needs to be more of a. Um, there needs to be some type of a pool system where we not looking at necessarily feeding money into these countries that have already got money and are making serious money out of the game. We need to be starting to, to financially supplement some of these other countries to enable them to play test cricket. I oh, think the ICC they, has they, enough dough to do that. Oh, like, well, all, the problem yeah. is all of the money comes from India. Like yeah. it, it, it's like seventy four percent of the global income that the ICC comes up with is generated by the BCCI, and so the BCCI obviously because the BC like don't get this wrong, no one have any illusions about this. The BCCI does not care about cricket; it cares about getting Money. rich. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it has no interest in bettering the game. It has only interest in bettering Indian cricket to make more money. And that's it. It has no, absolutely zero interest in protecting the interests of cricket, which I know England ran the game for a while and they ran the game largely to their benefit, but they would make decisions when it was run by the MCC for the betterment of the game. 
The BC, if the BCCI was in the position of officially running world cricket, they would be making no such con- concessions. They would just be filling their own pockets. And that's the problem is when they're demanding, well, we've made all this money, we need the biggest slice of the pie. They've got no issue um, in, in starving other teams to death to make sure they get what's theirs. And I find it a really bemusing short, or like just short-term strategy because the way it's going, there'll be no one playing Test cricket before long. Yeah, they'll, they'll have no opposition. Yeah. It'll just be two other teams. Like, yeah, I, I would be thinking that the the uh, and correct me if you think this is a bit far fetched, but what the ICC should be doing is offering standardised match payments. So you get a contract to Cricket Australia. We've got lots of money, so we're going to pay you a million bucks a year to play for Cricket Australia. The you know someone who's just as good as you, say you know, is playing for Bangladesh. They're only going to get the equivalent of maybe fifty-five thousand dollars because Bangladesh have less money. But if you play in a Test match, the ICC pays your match fees, and you will get the same as your Bangladeshi opponent because you're both playing Test cricket. So and that, that the, would actually help in a lot of ways because a lot of the disputes that seem to come up with these poorer countries is with the boards and about money. If you take the boards out of it and just have the ICC directly playing those guys who turn up, oh, and pay, I, I think you've still got to you've got to earn a weekly paycheck from from your board. Your board's still got to pay you a certain amount of money because that's how it works. If, yeah, you, well, if you're playing for I Australia, totally, totally understand Australia that, will pay you a million dollars and pay you a match payment. Yeah, the match payments thing, if it's taken out of the board's hands, will A, alleviate financial pressure on them and B, guarantee the guys are going to be interested enough, oh, yeah, we go and play test. We're going to pick up $10,000 yeah. in five days' work. Virat Kohli is going to get yeah. the same amount of money as I'm going to get exactly. because we're all test cricketers. Yes. Virat Kohli will earn more from India because yeah. he's Virat Kohli, he plays for earns all the money in the world. Yeah. but. When it comes down to you know playing the actual game itself, yeah. why should you know you get more money than what I'm getting yeah. for playing the game? It's fine that you're playing for a richer board, so your board's going to pay you more to represent yeah. them. But actually, the match fees, um, I would think that that could be a small step that the ICC then start skimming some money off the top of the revenue, and then going right. Does it matter who you are, which country you are? Um, you know, be it Australia and India or Afghanistan versus Zimbabwe, oh, you go up and play a test match, you're going to get X amount of dollars. I mean, it's a good a idea. Match. Is it is it like, but do you think like standardising it would uh, inadvertently have the opposite effect though? A lot of devaluing it a little like, bit, you think? Yeah, I mean, well, you like, only like, get this for playing because your match. bigger nation is a, is is then sort of getting a. Uh, a uh, pay cut, kind of, and the problem is that those big name players are already uh, choosing twenty twenty. Yeah, I suppose that is a, a very valid. <laughs> I mean, to it, that. it would work if you could bring everybody up to that same level, but that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it would be a pay cut to the uh, the richer board players. But, but surely, in the, in, in the interests of the well, game, the flip side of that, you're talking about the interests. I, I of the like game. no, I like the ideal that you're putting across. The, yeah. the flip side that you could be saying is, well, that it might be the case, but you as a Steve Smith or you as a Joe Root or you as a, a Virat Kohli are playing twice or three times as many tests. So while yes, you're earning, so maybe you work yeah. it out what their match fees would be over, a, say, a twelve month period, and try to make sure that the fees work themselves out to something near enough to that. But then yeah. you get, you know, more 
don't know. Like, no, it, it does seem there fair. Has to be yeah, a absolutely. You you, you get like to them. the pinnacle of, of Test cricket if if you live in Bangladesh, it should be given the same value as, as playing for Australia. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, and one way uh, we can give it the same word, value word. is to give it the same monetary value regardless of who you are and where you play. Yeah. Take out whatever the board pays you, the board pays you, you know, you're a contracted player or whatever. But mm. say for argument's sake, they were able to stump up a pool of, I know, $250,000 for a test match just mm. to pay, you know, every player got $10,000 for mm. five days' work. Yeah. No, no. It doesn't matter if you're Virat Kohli or you're whoever. You, mm. you get you get the same, and they make sure that that's the same for everybody all over the world. They've and definitely got to do something, something yeah. like that. I mean, that would that would fix the problem you're having with with West Indies because the talent's there. Yeah, we saw that the talent's there because they beat India in that uh, yeah. 2020 series, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Was it a draw? They're very much geared towards the T20 game, but that the West Indies these days. The talent is there. I, I despaired for the fact that they're not producing the guys who can bat for more than three or four hours at a time. They yeah. didn't, you know, three or four hours, three or four or overs. minutes. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, once upon a time, you know, and like in my lifetime, you know, I grew up watching Gordon Greenwich, Desmond Haynes, Vivian Richards, Clive Lloyd, um, and then later on Lara and guys like that. And they just don't seem to have the discipline anymore to want to bat for long periods of time. They're always going to churn out bowlers. They're always going to churn out guys who can come in and throw the ball, you know. Well, even then, they're, they're lacking discipline a little bit, I think. Yeah, but, but um, I mean, yeah. that's a, I think that's a generational thing too. But the really troubling thing for me from at the root of West Indies cricket's demise is the fact that they just don't produce guys who can bat for long periods of time anymore. Would it be yeah. fair to say in the bigger nations, though, that players have a bigger say in how cricket is oh, run in their respective countries? Oh, absolutely. Because from what I'm reading here is that South Africa and, and Rabat has basically been asked on a radio um, uh, interview, um, you know, what, what, do you, what do you think about it? And he's just gone, oh, well, we just do what we're told. Yeah. Um, Right. So, therefore, you're not placing the value on test cricket to what you should, to what your predecessors would have, mm-hmm. you know, before you, who built go an astonishing Dale legacy. Spain that you can't go and play test cricket. Uh, Alan go Donald. Go and tell Mackay and Tini. Look, you know, these these guys, Jacques Callas, you, you tell those guys um, that, you're just going to sit there and do what your board tells you. Oh, I I find that ridiculous. And I, well, and to be fair, there was a really damning. This is like peak South Africa. So uh, they did an interview with Graham Smith. It was a cricket legends interview with um, with Crash Craddock, and they were talking to him. And he said that during his tenure as captain, this is Graham Smith, arguably one of the best captains in cricket's history, yeah. um, with one of the best sides in cricket's history. Oh, yeah. and, he said he would got his preferred eleven less than half the time. Yeah, because of the politics. So, of it all. Because so of the, the politics. politics of it all. Who he wanted the eleven blokes he wanted to walk out on the field with. He got those eleven blokes about one in two. Yeah, which is 
mind-boggling. Yeah. And, I mean, that, it clearly shows that this has been a, a deep-seated thing in South African cricket for a while now. It is a, a you know. Yeah. Have, didn't they actually at one stage get suspended because of political inf- interference? I'm sure uh, the ICC, I don't think it lasted a long time, long but time, I think no. there was, I think you might have been a couple of weeks maybe, yeah, yeah. but... But, yeah, there was definitely yeah, – if, like, if it didn't happen, there was rumblings that it was going to. Yeah, because yeah. I, I look at it – I don't read too much into the Mark Wood thing. I would suspect that Mark Wood's gone to the, the board and said, look, are you going to really need me for India? Like, really? And they've gone, look, we probably don't want to knock you around. We'll probably save you for, a, you know, the, the test series where you're going to get some value. So – Look, we're happy for you to go and and, and sign that contract um, for that for that T Twenty series. Yeah. I honestly think that conversation would have been had because, again, you've got you've got a fairly you know well, he's a, a cricket nation that's got the, got the players that sort of have the ability to dictate, yeah. and, but. But on the same token, they've probably looked at the foresight of it and gone, well, we're going to need you down the track um, to be influential on our our wickets and, and, you know, on on other bowler-friendly wickets. So, yeah, look, go um, because we're not really going to need you. I read a lot into the South African thing that it's just a nation that's not as strong anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's broke, essentially. Yeah, it is. The cricket board's broke. It's broke. Um, Their players are not... This is... is, Willing to stand up. They cancelled a one-day international tour. This is the second tour they've... They've either cancelled or yeah, well, really they forfeit against us. They, 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 yeah. That, yeah. they forfeited against us, which cost them an automatic inclusion into the T Twenty World Cup yeah. um, because they wanted their players that they wanted to reschedule the the tournament so or the, the the game so they could have, keep their players at home for the for this SAT Twenty tournament. And Australia said, "Look, we can't fit it in anywhere," uh, yeah. and so they said, All right, "We forfeit then." <laughs> and so they keep their players home. So they're they're desperate to get these people coming watching. You know, franchise um, T20 because obviously they've seen how lucrative lucrative is ever yeah. in the world. So, like, I, I don't blame these. These boards are just trying to do right by these boards and their players and and get paid. But it's just it's absolutely startling. It's scary that it's gotten to that point that you know, let's cricket is five days. Cricket's a five day game. Mm-hmm. Everything else, T20s, one day internationals, they're a, they're a rip off. They're a gimmick. It's, it's a byproduct of your yeah. your actual game. So the purest form of the game is Test cricket, and yeah. it's to the point now where unless you are Australia, unless you are India, unless you are England, it is becoming unviable to play cricket. And it's almost the reverse of what we were talking about before with the one days, where the minnows are getting you know they're not as far away as what they were in one day cricket and T Twenty cricket. Um, to the big boys, now you've got this core group of yeah. four or five nations yeah. who who really place an emphasis on their test cricket, and that's what they chase, and that is it. Wow. Uh, years ago, that was never the case. It and was the thing all is, about South Africa's you know, not in that group. No, they're not. They're, no. they're not. So the West Indies Australia, aren't. Yeah. You know, um, Australia, England, Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka aren't. Um, now. New Zealand, and yeah. The Pakistan, Pakistan maybe. Well, Pakistan. Now that they're playing back at home, yeah. you might Pakistan see that more. Pakistan back at home now, they will take Test cricket a lot more seriously yeah. because they're a Test cricket loving nation. 
um, at the end of the day, they do love their Test cricket the same way that Indians love. Their and they test want to cricket. compete against India, like they're, yeah. they're India's neighbour, right? So yeah. they, they want they want to be better. They they yeah. want they want that you know basically a lot challenge. of history there. Oh, huge! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just I see it getting further away in so, Test cricket, and that's one of the I think that's one of the sad things that we have in in our game that India and Pakistan, who are great. Test cricket nations don't play each other for whatever reason and can't play each other in home and away series and stuff like that. That is a stain on Test cricket. That's uh, political tensions. It's it's not only only Test cricket. They only play each other at World World Cup events. They don't play any bilateral games at each other in any format at all. And and it basically boils down to... Generations worth of decades worth of you know malcontent, ill feeling between each other. Yep, so yep. and and well, it's still going on, isn't it? Don't, yeah. I don't imagine the, it's the, ever the, really. The, the Kashmir region never, is still it's never going to go away. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what it's about. Yeah, they, 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 they tore a big, yeah. they tore a big chunk of um, India away to, to build half of Pakistan, and then tore um, what was it? Another part of, it was called East Pakistan at one stage, part of India, and they. Oh, and then they, um, yeah, then they that ended up being um, Bangladesh. Right. So all of these countries are intertwined, but there's a lot of enmity there between the, the, the yeah. Pakistanis yeah. and, and Indian. We're covering some ground tonight. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's going along. <laughs> above my head. I, I don't know. I don't so, know. Yeah, slightly above our pay grade, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. is uh, just uh, local yeah, cricket enough, not, enough of the geopolitical musings. Let's get back to the cricket. <laughs> um, anyone else got any other sort of like things that you would like to see happen or you know, or have you got any just the, the sky is falling predictions? Is there something that you think could turn this around? Because I, 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 I live in hope that people love the game enough to want it to survive mm. and not just in the places that we've just mentioned, like the, the, the top five cricket nations in the world. Right. It, it's such a great game and some of, the, some of those countries like the West Indies and South Africa, they've got such great history in the game. We don't want to be losing what they've brought to the game and what they can continue to bring to the game for the sake of the T20 dollar. That, that's yeah, just I my... I, I live in hope that there's people around who are looking at this and going, no, this is not right. Um, the guys on two slips, they're absolutely 100% right about all of this and we should be paying them more money. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... What, um, one of the things that I'd like to see, mate, and it's only it's a very small step because realistically there's not a great deal of it played in the national level. I'd like to see no more T20 internationals until there's a World Cup. And you have maybe, you know, uh, six months leading into it for, to run qualifiers or what have you. Yeah. But uh, especially if nobody you're... cares about T Twenty internationals that aren't World Cups. Like no, not like, I, I don't got... care about the bilateral series. And you've got it's such a, a you've got like that in one day cricket yeah. too. You've got yeah. such a like a, just a, a vast array of domestic T Twenty tournaments. They all need. There's only 365 days in a year. They've all got to occupy their space and time. And if you're going to be having, you know, IPL, hundreds, NatWest T20 Blast, Big Bash, Major League Cricket, SA20, IP, the UAE, ILT20, you know, um, Caribbean, they've all got to have times that they've got to exist and, and do things. And then on top of that, we're playing T20 Internationals as well. 
It just seemed overkill. Get rid of those. It frees up a bit more time on the calendar that you can then maybe try and schedule more of these fixtures so they become more of a regular thing and teams maybe or fans start getting interested in seeing. You know, if you're given, say, for example, like an India or an Australia or an England a chance to go to the West Indies more often because the calendar is suddenly a bit more freed up or go to Bangladesh or go to these countries where they're like, all right, um, cool, we're, we're getting some more test cricket. I think South Africa, South Africa had their tour here and haven't played another test until this tour to New Zealand, oh, until Boxing Day. But that's where the ICC so they had 12 test months, championship... 12 months between test tours. Yeah. yeah, but the test championship is a is a hoax because you've got England who played 15 more tests than anyone. Than yeah. anyone. Yeah. I, it, it, oh. I don't. I don't know how that works. How can you run a championship? They just. They just kept trying to get to the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they that, just kept playing. But, but that's what I mean. Like yeah. it's. It's a hoax. It's an absolute hoax. Yeah. The way so, yeah. that the way that it's weighted is is very dubious. Well, it's not that. It's it's not cost effective for those no. other teams to play Test cricket. And there's no. While it's like, oh, you get a trophy at the end. There's no financial incentive to actually right. run yeah. the game. So so therefore, this. Two ways out of it for me. You've got either your really big existing nations, so your Australia, your Indias, your Englands, who start to invest in those smaller ones, and we've already discussed that BCCI have got no interest in doing that. Yeah. Um, so, so Australia that's, haven't been great neighbours uh, there. Right? Australia are horrible. Yeah. So you, that that to me is the only way I can from from that point of view. Or you start to develop other markets, bigger markets like the US. Um, and really chase some dollars there to basically create another superpower in in, in world cricket. Yeah, just another source just, of just re- another at least source, source of revenue. revenue. Exactly right. I, I I can't see any other ways out of it other than those two options. No. And and look, one the the first option seems very far fetched at the moment because they're just not wanting to invest yeah, in anything we're, else. Because we're other crappy cricket neighbours, and that's just the fact. And we have been for a long yeah. time. Yeah, we've got no no inclination at all to grow the world game. Yeah. It's it's about, you know, growing ourselves. Yeah. Well, it comes and, back to, like, we're all talking about India, and we're talking, giving India a hard, hard time because they are earning so much money. But, you know, Zimbabwe came to Australia for that one-day international tour last year. Oh, they beat us. Bring that up. <laughs> and um, yep. they actually requested ahead of that, can we play a test match? And we said, no, we're gearing up for a World Cup. We want to play T20s. And so we had a team coming out to us, we want to play a test. Yep. Let us play a test. Now, it's five days, five extra days, and you don't even really need to play. The only people that needed, needed you'd say, to be there would have been Pat Cummins. He's it's the gonna, captain. It's going to last you could three have, days anyway. You could have given, if yeah. you didn't want to have wear out your Mitchell Starks and your Hazelwoods and you know people like that ahead of a World Cup. Pick an A team. Pick an A. There's enough yeah. guys that have baggy greens, so you got your Renshaws, your Hanscoms, um, you know, Jai Richardson's guys, you weren't just going to hand out a free bag of green to. to but so there's guys that have represented Australia and would, and guys who are ready to make that step up to play that, you know, and play the one-off test and rest the big guns if you didn't want to play them. Yeah. Send it to Darwin. Yeah, it, like, it needs to be more of that stuff or otherwise the game will... That uh, top-end tour, that was, that was good. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that, that they haven't be, done it since. That no. would be the no. other thing no. that you would say is potentially a way to go is that teams need to be prepared to play 
more fixtures concurrently, which will then deepen your international pool because you've got to send one-day international players off to play there and you've got a test tour here. But then again, you've also then got to outlay more money because you're then rather than paying 15 blokes to go on tour to a one-day international tour to India and you're paying another 18 blokes to go on, you know, to host a tour against, um, you know, South Africa, you... You know, normally you would just have that going one at a time, but now you've not only you know you've got your thirty contracted players or what have it is for most countries, but you've then paying out match payments. So well, I mean, the, you, you could you could go with the the tiered system we've talked about with um, World Test Championship. You know, you get in the top six. This there's this financial incentive. You get into the top ten when you're a, uh, a associate nation. There's this financial incentive. I, I still think that'd be. That'd Absolutely. be incentive right. for West Indies to fix their tests. Mm. Well, I think it'd also be incentive for guys like you know Ireland and Zimbabwe and Afghanistan. If you could yeah. figure out a way for them to actually get into the World Test Championship, that'd be huge. But at the moment, we've we've got here you go Afghanistan, here you go Ireland. You've got, test you'll play status. two tests in three years, yeah. and they play. Yeah, well, they yeah. play. I think they play two tests each, and then after yeah. that, we went. All right, now we're doing the World Test Championship, yeah. and you guys can't play. It's criminal, and, yeah. and there's yeah, no is. there's no way in for them. There's no. And I still maintain that it should be that you have your World Test Championship the way it is, the top eight play, the top two play off, um, and then you have a concurrent one going where Ireland will play Zimbabwe, uh, Afghanistan will be in there, and I would you know, either bring up another nation or I would like to possibly have like an Associates yeah. 11 where you pick some really good players from Namibia and the Netherlands and Scotland because you know, Scotland's got some... Uh, county players as well that could do a mm-hmm. job. Yep. You know, anyone from the United States, what have you? Pick some guys. You think this guy, these guys could play pretty handy first class cricket. You get them over. Um, they are playing sort of like a you know just a, like the World Eleven that we had come out here. Yep. They're playing a thing. Associate Nations Eleven. They do. <laughs> you you have a decent team. You would. Yeah. You yeah, have a. Sure. They do a home and away fixture sort of thing. So maybe we have one test or hopefully it's at least two tests, and then the. Winner of that plays the loser or the eighth place team in um, the Test World Test Championship, yeah. and they get relegated. And yeah. you know what a boon that would be. You say, for example, you know Zimbabwe made it through, and were then got because then they'd have to play in six Test tours in two years. So they'd have to go and play because that's the requirements to be in a Test Championship. And that then yeah. reinvigorates Zimbabwe's board because they're then going to India yeah. or they're going to Australia. But it'd be, it'd or be great. England it, are coming yeah. over. Or it relies on uh, the powers that be changing loving the st- cricket more than they love well, money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would require them changing the status quo and there are too yeah. many people getting rich off the status quo. So yeah. it's all, And that's what it means. It, it, it won't get fixed until it's broken. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. the big thing. They're looking at it now. Now should be, it's like, this is not working. We need to figure out a new way of doing things, but it won't be. It won't be until we've got too far gone. Yeah, It's, it's like the rubber band theory. We were going to stretch this thing as far as we can go <laughs> and until it snaps. And then and, once it snaps, it's done. It's done. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Until, until India goes, why is no one coming and playing test matches against us anymore? And they look out at just the absolute poverty-stricken landscape that is world cricket going, oh, that's right, yeah, we, um, we, 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 we bled them dry. Yeah, yeah. Um, or the same thing for Australia. Why is no one coming over and playing a Boxing Day test with us? We had England last year. We can't do it again. Oh, oh. yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Better bring England back. <laughs> Well, we'll happily have England over here every year. <laughs> we'll get Zimbabwe up for a boxing day. Yeah. 
I've got the perfect coach for your um, associate, oh, yeah. Test 11, too. Who's that? The resurrected Heath Street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How about that? Like, I, I'm hoping, touch wood, that, that we don't have to deal with this again, but that, yeah. that did the rounds today. <laughs> oh, wish you were the best. Several yeah. reputable news sources reported he passed away, so I was like, that's devastating. Shared yeah. it on the two slips in the gully page going, How, this sucks, can't believe it, he's gone. And then about six hours later, Henry Alonga has tweeted, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, guys. He's a screenshot of a text message I've had today with Heath Street. He, he not dead. Oh and, and then Glenn pulls out the perfect Simpsons movie. He was taken to another hospital where his condition was upgraded to alive. Great. So um, I'm sure that must have been absolutely devastating. There was quite a number of... Um, you know, Zimbabwean cricketers and ex-cricketers that were all devastated by the news. So I'm um, hoping now that they can breathe a bit easier and hoping that uh, Heath Streak at least sees the funny side in a few weeks and um, is on the mend because yeah. 49 is way too young to lose yeah, to lose anyone. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, enough of that. We've talked about the skies falling. We're now going to move on to our next segment. After this, we're going to get stuck right. into the draft. Gear up. Here we go, a bit of fun at the end. I hope you're ready for this. We're going to get stuck into a draft. So there are four of us. The first pick will go to Aaron. The second pick will go to Craig. I'll have the third. Glenn will have the fourth. And we're going, yes. to, we're going to pick an Australian one-day international 11, but we can only use players that have played in successful World Cup campaigns. So 1987, 1999, 2003, 2005, and 2015. And because this is going to be, these are going to be such awesome teams, we're not really going to elaborate on career stats and stuff yeah. like that. The names will be enough. I, yeah, I'm I think so. Um, with my with my first pick in 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 the um, two slips in the gully draft, I will take at number one Adam Gilchrist. Not surprising. Yes. No, be surprised or not, really. Uh, I mean. Even if there was no shortage of wicket keepers, <laughs> he's, he's up there. He's up there with a number. With a I, I'm wonder. picking just as a batsman. Yeah, he's he's the greatest cricketer I've seen. Yeah, yeah. He, so, with my with my own two eyes, he is. He's just, an, he's an, just was an amazing. He's not, bo- he's not bad behind the mic either. Quite I actually like. Yeah. He does say some very sensible things. Makes some very clever observations. Actually, yeah. <laughs> all right. So Gilly's gone. Gilly, of course, played the uh, 99, the 2003 and 2007 World Cups with that big 149 in the final. Mm-hmm. He actually made a 50 in every final that he played in, 50 or more. There you go. Yeah. Mm. What a man. Well, All right, Townie. Uh, look, I think probably the greatest bowler that we've all ever seen. SK. Oh, that's not the one I was going for. That's all right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, turns turn that uh, semi final against South Africa on a dime. Every, every time they was, play that Herschel Gibbs ball that pitched outside yeah. leg hit the top of off, it gets better. It oh. does. It's not like the getting ball. You kind of get over the getting ball. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's but just, the thing about that as well is like Herschel Gibbs was about to take that game away from us, man. Yeah, he yeah. was he was in great form and he'd come out and and cop one like that. I, yeah, and it was just after his shoulder and he, he wasn't really turning the ball. Uh. I remember that, 
And I remember watching that and just going, oh, man, he's back. He's back, yeah. yeah. Saw that. It wicked. was all there. Like, the yeah. drift in that one probably isn't yeah. exaggerated as it was with Gaddings, yeah. but the accuracy of where it landed and just sucked Gibbs's feet to the leg side and opened yeah. him right up. Mm. It was just, yeah. Poetry. was a magician. It was, it, it was <laughs> yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Um, I was right up until... I was about to make my pick. I was certain I was going to go one way with a particular player, but I'm going a different way now. I've, I've outboxed myself. I'm going to go with a bloke who his last act in international cricket was to lead a World Cup in wickets taken. Um, I'm taking Glenn McGrath. That's yeah, my good pick. pick. Good pick. Cool. All right, so up to me. Up to you. Yeah, there's... I mean, we've said enough about Glenn McGrath. We're pretty much on. We first. love him. We we're love all, we're, we're, we've all got our photos with him. Yeah. First, first name basis. <laughs> Old who are? All right, Glenn. Um, yeah, well, I just thought about who, who would be the uh, most valuable across the board and uh, didn't do any homework as usual, so it's just <laughs> off the top of my head. One thing you know about me, I haven't looked at the stats. Uh, so I'm going to go with Andrew Simon. God damn it! <laughs> that's the guy I was going to pick. See, that's how you know when you've made a good pick. Right? Yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> to see. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not always bad being last week. Uh, I know, yeah, yeah. One thing, uh, obviously we all know what Simons is like, and those of you listening know what Simons is like, but I really want people, if you want to go and look at the value of Andrew Simons, go, go to Howstat. Go to his test um, test matches or his one-day internationals, and there's a tab that you can go through career innings details batting, and it just shows his innings in order. And go find some of his yeah. biggest scores, his 200s in test cricket and some of his really big scores in one-day cricket, and just open it up because the hyperlink will then take you to the, the, the scorecard for the game and look at the fall of wicket when Andrew Simons comes to the crease for some of his biggest scores. And Australia is in a world of hurt in a lot of them. This is a guy that was clutch, yeah. clutch. Yep. Um, Ricky uh, Ricky Ponting has said that he is one of the guys that he, rain, hail, or shine. He would have in his eleven, whatever game he was well, playing. He, he really fought in two thousand one days. T twenties. Andrew Simons is a guy that he'd have in his team, and he's played with some damn good cricketers. And he has said that hands down, he is a guy that you know, uh, rain, hail, or shine. He would have in his eleven. Yep. Mm. All right. Aaron, back to you, mate. Um, with my second pick, I will be picking um, Shane Watson. <sighs> That's why I didn't want to draft. Seeing all my players. He's love Watto. He's got, he's got good Watto. numbers in the ODI game. Watto. Yeah, Watto's a he's a real handy one day national love player. Love Watto. Are you opening with Watto? Or? Yes, yeah. I'm opening with Watto. All right. So Watto and, and thank Gil, you. Gilly. Watto and Gilly. Yeah. Thank you. That's right. Love uh, you. I, I, you don't rate Watto the oh, one day player? Shane Watson is no. I don't. I don't, I don't rate him as a cricketer. Stop. <laughs> so yeah. yeah he, have you just just to decide, have you seen his one day yeah, his no, one day yeah. stats? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> he, he's still is. Some players are just like that. Oh, you look, just you just don't get them. Yeah, look he might have the greatest one day stats ever. But he still has the biggest front pad in world cricket, <laughs> and and, sure. and still would not walk. So I, I, yeah, I can't. And Australia, Australia, you're going in with two right. reviews. Shane Watson's like ah, only one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Ricky Ponting is yeah. my second pick. Nice. Yep. Very valuable across the board. Yeah. Look, 
Um, good in the field. And good wicket keep. <laughs> if you really needed to. If you to. really needed to. They took him on a tour to the West Indies as Sh- a reserve. Shipping around Ponty. Shipping around There you go. There's a, there's a throwback for, throwback. for the regular listener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm going to take Dean Jones. Oh, good pick. Uh, nice. The guy mm. has the... We work out it was the fifth fifth highest ICC ranking for one day international batsman in history. In history, so he's behind um, Zahira Bass, Zahira Bass Vivian Richards, Richards and um, David Gow. Yeah. He's ahead of Virat Kohli. We all know how good Virat Kohli has been. Mm-hmm. His peak ICC ranking, and I know it's sometimes the rankings and how it's worked out is a bit absurd, but still. His peak ranking wasn't as high as what Dean Jones's was. Um, and he's one of the guys that have scored 100 against Australia, which is no mean feat either. Mm. So, um, yeah, DJ. Nice. Uh, he's one of the greats, DJ. All right. Um, I, think I'll, uh, I think I'll take Binger. Yeah, our other mate. Um, very good one-day stats for Bing. I uh, saw him play guitar at the local pub, actually. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. We're, you were on a first-name basis with him. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we is were this there. a love-in, is it? So we were there. Just and then... picking blokes that you just met and love? Or... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually served him one time at Bunnings Artarman. He came really? in and I had to sell him some bolts for his wine cellar. Wow. I've got okay. a story about an Australian great cricketer, but I'll tell it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... I'm happy with being in there. Cool. All right. Back to you, as. Um, at number three, I will take Craig McDermott. Nice. Nice. I forgot about Craig. Um, so I'm tipping you're going to have Border in there as your captain no, if you've got McDermott. No. <laughs> Border could always get the most out of he Craig. Loved, he loved it, didn't he? <laughs> So he, did, he could have been his travel agent. Did McDermott, Come here, you. Hang on, did McDermott play the 87 he, uh, he World did. Cup, did he? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. I've got the he list did. in front of me so okay, far. Good. Everyone he, has he made. He made the initial breakthrough win the final. He would have been young, but he was really young, wasn't he, when he made his debut? Oh, Billy the Kid. That's he Billy was, the Kid, yeah. I, I rate the guy very, very highly. Yeah, God, yeah, how good sure. would his career have been if he didn't have to run into the West Indies every Yeah, every, every second every second year. It's just yeah. ridiculous. And, like, his record against him is actually pretty good. His overall record's, what, 28 with the ball? That's yeah. nothing to, you know, turn yeah. your nose up at no. while playing the best team in the world every no. second year. And yeah. at, at that stage in his career, he was the man. Yeah. He was the man for Australia. And no a lot, a, he's a very un, unsung hero in, in the development of that team from the 87 World Cup to the team that they became, um, you know, five or six years later. He was a big part of that. Unfortunately, got got a very serious injury. I think it was a twisted bowel or something yeah. like that. And it mm. cost him a couple of years of his career. Mm. Um, otherwise, he's 350-plus test wickets, and his one-day record is is very, very good as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I've got Craig McDermott opening the bowling for me. All right. Tiani, up to you, mate. Yeah. Uh, my great mate, the big left-hander, Matthew Hayden. Matty, top of the order. Matty Hayden. Yes. Can't go wrong with Haydos. I think he, what is it? he got 140... Against equal the um, record for most hundreds in a World Cup. Yeah, yeah, just just slayed them at that two thousand and three World Cup. Yeah, um, he he yeah, like I mean, you guys are waxing lyrical about Watto, but um, 
Oh, Matthew Hayden is um, probably two or three rungs above, oh, sure. in my opinion, Watto. Yeah. But yeah. Um, look, Watto brings something to the team that I'm actually looking for. I'm looking at the team balance because that big front ultimately, door. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he actually used to find the middle of the bat occasionally. Did he? Too. Yeah, okay. All right, occasionally. All right. Yeah, no, hate, hate us for me. It, you you can't walk at blokes, you know, bowling, bowling 140 140k smashing now, back smashing over their heads, heads yeah. yeah, without being a decent cricketer. So. No. Uh, back to me. Right. Um, I don't know which way I'm going to go. I'm probably going to strengthen up my bowlers, I think. Um, and I'm going to take Starkey, who's just yep. been taking one-day international wickets for fun. the fun. Um, the dom- probably the dominant bowler in two of the World Cups he's played. Quickest, yeah. quickest to two hundred wickets, most Five most fifers or second most yeah. fifers to Muriel Isherin. Yep. Um, Biggest roar from the MCG. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's got to be close. That includes you know guys like. Yeah, what, Warney 700. Warney 700, any, yeah. any AFL player. Yeah. <laughs> Fastest person to make someone make a meme out of Brendan McCullum. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, he was not off the ground and someone had just like <laughs> dressed him up in a duck uniform and posted it on Facebook. <laughs> that was very quick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. All right, Glenn. Oh, it's your, over to me. Your third um, pick, mate. Oh, gosh, okay. You know what? You've you've spooked me with your wicket keeper talk. So I'm, I think I'm going to go a tactical pick here, and uh, uh, knowing who's available, I'm going to have to go with Hads. Brad Haddon. Yeah. Yes. As what Glenn is referring to is that through the five World Cup campaigns that we've got, so there's four of us. There's only three full-time wicket keepers in those squads. So someone's getting a part-timer. So it's down to it's down to me and Townie now who's going who's going to get the part-timer. Yeah. We're going to force someone's hand here. Right? Oh, oh, someone Aaron could go and pick the other wicket keeper, and we both stuck with all that. <laughs> that's exactly. He could have two keepers, two full-time keepers in his in his squad. Oh man, that's draft savage. Oh, actually, they actually know of two other guys that have kept for Australia. That is savage. Right. Besides the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, who's who's pick is it? It's up to you, Damon. Yeah, back to you. Number um, four. I will be taking with my um fourth pick, um Mitchell Johnson. Old MJ. Yeah. He got paid for a Caribbean holiday for his World Cup, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He obviously played in the 2015 one as well, yeah. but uh, yeah, got the, he was famous for going to to the Caribbean for the World Cup and yeah. not seeing a single over. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, regardless. Oh yeah, devastating bowler. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with Mitchell Johnson. It was yeah. just a. Yeah, everyone made, everyone made fun of him for that getting over to the World Cup. Oh, and not... oh but what about Mitch Marsh? We were watching, wasn't the, the test? Oh, the test. <laughs> he hadn't played he, a single game for us. He got every second <laughs> interview. Yeah, every second <laughs> interview, and was talking more about his PlayStation skills and his. <laughs> Wow. I want to go and get the guys coffee. Yeah. And, you know, oh, just this, ask them if they want to come for a walk. And <laughs> this is how I get back into the team. I just be good bloke. Just be yeah. a good bloke syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Townie, number four for you, mate. Yeah, look, oh, I'm this, – this one – this bloke's one of my all-time favourite toilers. I, I think and, I know who it's going to be. And he – and he he ended up with probably I think he ended up with Australia's best World Cup figures in a game. Um, Andy Bickle. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, um, the legend, the, yeah. the legend. Eight for something. Yeah. Something. It was yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Eight for 17 yeah. or something. 17, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just destroyed England. It was yeah. So, it was um, great. No, <laughs> just just loved him. Just and did he get 40-odd in that game? This is a guy, well? a guy born 10 years earlier, 10 years later. He's yeah. talked about as one of like the elite players Australia's produced. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, in Steve Waugh's book, he, he said that if – if I was ever a bit like um, a bit like Ricky Ponting with Simons, if I was ever going to pick a side, I would always want Andy Bickle in in my twelve. Yeah. You know, somewhere. Yeah. You know, just he he you know he was very highly thought of, Andy Bickle, and yeah, he he produced some very good results for us in the World Cup. Yeah. He was actually a really really good cricketer. His first mm. class record is just insane. Yeah. And you look at what he's done for Queensland and Open County cricket, man. Yeah. And like. I've always, I've always had a thing in my mind that Australia doesn't rate genuine swing bowlers, man. We don't. We yeah. don't encourage them. We don't, we don't play them when we should be playing them. And he's another example. Uh, Michael Ness is a yeah, Michael yeah. Nisa. Yeah, you yeah. know, well, Andy Bickles. It was that generation's Michael Nisa. Yeah, really, he was. Yeah, he yeah. was a Queenslander, quality, quality <laughs> cricketer, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, like the the quintessential. Terry Alderman type, you know, yeah. reincarnation basically. Yeah, and it had a good clip and could bat. Man. You could argue Hilfenhouse as well. Hilf, yeah, Hilf. Hilf got a fair run. Hilf, yeah. Hilf also was a bit lazy with the action. You could always tell when Hilf was on because he's yeah, he was just coming be, over the top. He was yeah. coming over the top. You're like, oh, Hilf is on here. And if it was mm. just drift his arm away from his ear a little bit, you're like he's going to get a shitload of swing, but he's not going to take any wickets. <laughs> Uh, uh, up to you. Running, uh, getting runs at the death is always an important part of one-day international scores. Uh, whether you're setting a target or chasing, so that's why I'm taking Michael Bevan. Damn it! <laughs> God damn you! <laughs> I want a Bevan. I feel like that's late for Bevan to go. Like, yeah, well, that's, he's, he's that's gonna... the, he went fifteenth. Yeah, wow. Yeah, but he's like World Cup. Yeah. Not as and and pretty much because the Australian side dominated and he batted at five or six most of the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He he didn't really get a real sure crack he's at World got a Cups. World Cup hundred. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Uh, yeah. I think he rated it as his best innings. Everyone always talks about the seventy-eight against the Windies. Windies, uh, yeah. But, at the at the SCG, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he, um, now he got a hundred but, in the World Cup. He's, He'd be in my top yeah. five one day. Of course. Yeah, you know, got to be anyway. So, yeah. such a good yeah. finisher. Um, well, that was who I was going to pick. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll I'll go to my spinner and uh, with Shane Warne gone, I'll uh, I'll take his replacement in the uh, 03 World Cup. Uh, I'll go George, George Bradley Hogg. Bradley oh. Hogg, <laughs> the great. <laughs> yeah. He's got one but, of the um, best jokes. Oh really? Yeah, just go onto YouTube and and um, listen to his magpie joke. It, it's a okay. crow, sorry, right. crow joke. It's not a magpie crow. Crow, crow right. joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I just love the fact that his nickname is actually his first name. <laughs> George. Yes. <Yeah. That's> right. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. All right. All right. As number five. At number five, I will take Michael Clark. Nice. Hmm. It's like picking, um, you know, Michael Slater, who could actually play one day cricket. Yes, <laughs> you know? yeah. I think Clark. Oh, very I, similar. I, I think Clark would be really suited to 
modern one day cricket being that sort of batting at three anchor role yeah. that um, yeah. Joe Root and Steve Smith have made. You know, they're sort of their own at the moment. Uh, you, you sort of felt that with Ponting at three in that side and there was usually yeah. someone else at four, Clark was coming in five and six, and there were a lot of times mm-hmm. you're thinking, this might be a little bit too low as this game sort of accelerating. And as he got older, he was sort of, he dropped himself down the order. But I think you got a young Michael Clark in today playing today's game. He just mm-hmm. gave him that number three spot his own. Yeah. He'd have, a, he, he, oh, that being said, he's got a fantastic one-day international oh, record yeah. as it is. Yeah. So he's done, done quite a lot, but... Uh, yeah, you can just sort of see that you know, Clark's one of those guys that would really, like, you know, you fill a team full of, you know, pinch hitters around him and go, all right, you're coming in and, you yeah, know. Just bat the whole session. Just bat the session yeah. and work your way around. Go about, you know, yeah. 80 or so. Yeah. Or you'll, you'll, finish, you'll finish 120 not out and we'll be 350. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I've got a name for your side now. What's that? The Polarizers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Townie. Or let me just get back into this because I did do some homework. Um, yeah, I'm going to go a tactical pick because I don't want anyone else to have this person. Uh, and it's he wasn't the keeper in the '87 win, but he was a very, very good keeper. Right. And that is Mike Folletta. Mm. I knew it. I knew that's where you were going with yeah. that. <laughs> he had he had to be picked somewhere. Mike Folletta yeah. played yeah. the innings of his life in that, and it was a final. cracker, uh, unbelievable. And then he played for the Canberra Comets. Canberra Comets. <laughs> he played some good innings too. I remember a couple he of Sundays. Really, really. really well, Hadden, Hadden was his understudy at the Canberra oh, Comets. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be yeah. right. Yeah, yeah he came from Queanbeyan. and had. Did he you? did, yeah. 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 He's got uh, relations in Cowra, but yeah. he's got uh, he's got an uncle and an auntie in um, nice. a little town called Bellarawing. Oh, wow. Which, uh, I like, which yeah. is interesting yep. type of... Uh, God, God's country. God's country. You just yeah. ask the people from there. Uh, <laughs> well, you know yourself. I do. I do. You, I do. you know yourself. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to go... <laughs> With um, one of my openers, I'm going to get it out of the way, and I'm going to go with Mark War. Damn it! Nice. Keep picking my picks, man. <laughs> All right, I got I got one for you though. You got one oh, for me? I like yeah. it. But no, no, don't get, talk about Mark War though. <laughs> you know, great, uh, great uh, fielder. I don't know if there's been a more stylish Australian batsman. One of the best. Probably Greg Chappell would probably be a bit closest to that, I would suggest. Greg yeah. Chappell was just style extreme, man. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, Mark was well, – he's got – he batted he the most innings with Gilchrist, wasn't it? He and – Gilchrist and Mark Wall played the most innings. That was like the – Yeah. They mm. were the partnership yeah. sort of thing. Right hand, left hand, yeah. guns. Although I do remember one – like when Gilchrist and Hayden started opening, there was one particular game against England that I watched at the SCG, and they were chasing two hundred and thirty or something, and they made it in twenty five overs. Oh yeah, that was when Gilchrist. That was when about ten or twelve overs in, yeah. Hayden just walked at everyone. Yeah. Didn't yeah. matter if it was a spinner. Yeah. It just, just no. two or three steps down. Hoik. Yeah, it was just one of the most insane bits of batting that I've ever seen in my life. All right. And he just didn't care. He just walked down Chris and love it. Lobbed yeah, it back over it your head. Great. He was great. Anything that was straighter than off stump just 
boundary. Mm. Yep. Just didn't matter how many fielders you had out. He was so good off his pads and just made it look so easy. Yep. <laughs> All right, Glenn, we're up to All right, here's you. one for you. Here's one. Here's one. I'm going to take Bruce Reed. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes. No. Nice. I wasn't sure oh. if he played a World Cup, yeah. but I just looked him up. He was in the 87. 87, yeah. Tape yeah. him up and get him back out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He would get injured so the, much. The praying uh, mantis in cricket wise. Six foot eight tall, 203 yeah. centimetres. And weighed 44 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what a, um, great, what a great bowler he was, man. Yeah, fantastic. In that period when he played, yeah. Um, just before that, that World Cup, he was the man before yeah. the arrival of McDermott and stuff like that. And injuries just cruelled him. Yeah. Absolutely cruelled him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he understood what a gym was. No. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he got that. I don't think he got the memo about that. Yeah. No. He had a great mullet, though. He had a yeah. great mullet. Yeah. <laughs> if there is such a thing. <laughs> So what, right. what are we up to? Number six, aren't you, we? You, your your sixth pick. We're on the on homewood stretch now. Okay. So for my um, sixth pick, I'll be taking Nathan Bracken. Oh, that's a good the, pick. The Brax. Just don't okay. talk. Just just don't tell a particular Mark Day about it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not a fan, is he? No, he doesn't <laughs> like Mark like Bracken. There, yeah. was, there was a long time that Nathan Bracken was one of the premier white ball bowlers in the world. I think his yeah. overall ODI average is twenty. 423, the high 23s, maybe yeah. low 24s, yeah. and won us many a game, man. Regardless of what, really know. great economy rate as yeah. well. Was really hard to hit. Um, yeah. yeah, apparently not a very, <laughs> not a very nice bloke, according to uh, one particular person who's been on this podcast. But yeah. uh, can play cricket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Simon O'Donnell, for me, nice. as my all rounder. Nice. Uh, so yeah. he played in the 87 one. Yeah, right? in the 87. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, it was a pivotal figure in that 87 side. Did yeah. a lot of bowling um, in, in that in that um, World Cup. And, um, yeah, had some solid – I think he scored two half centuries in that, in that 87 one of World them, Cup. One of them was pretty brisk too. Brisk, yeah, it was. It was like yeah. back in the day before a runner ball was a done thing, he was well over – well yeah. under a run of ball. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I, I needed to probably sew up my all-rounder spot. And, um, look, he's, yeah, he's probably the pick out of what's left, to be fair. Yep. Uh, cool. Well, um, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to be, go and take one of the uh, other blokes that's reasonably handy with the glove, but not actually the, one of the designated wicket keepers. Um, I'm going to have to reach a little bit because you didn't have a great uh, ODI record. I'm going largely off his List A stats. I'm not going to go Jimmy Ma. Mm-hmm. Take the gloves for me. Oh, that's Ma. the other guy. He took the gloves. So Jimmy Ma, in 99 he was, wasn't yeah. he? No, he played in that 2003. 2003. Oh, did he? 2003. He the, yeah, okay. he was in that game that Simon scored the 100. Ah, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So he does have a he does have a 95 to his name in one day international cricket. Right. Yeah. Um, but he has a list A average of 40 with 16 list A. He was great for Queensland. And a top score yeah, of 187. sensational, wasn't he? Yeah. So Jimmy Marr will He's take another one of those guys who didn't really get the, the so, go that he deserved because of who was around him at the time. Yeah, but again, he, he's in that second 
he's in that second Australian side if you're picking it around right. that era. Yeah, yeah there's no doubt. Well, at least in the the one day. So yeah. yeah. Yep. Over to you, Glenn. Oh, back no, to me. Back to you. All right. Doesn't take we're, long. we're running out of uh, top order firepower, so I, I don't like him, but I'm going to have to pick him. Um, Aaron Finch. <laughs> His record's outstanding. I know. His record is great, but he look, he never does it when I was watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good reason not to pick him. That's okay. You don't have to watch your side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you look at his stats, you can't argue with it. But I don't know. You just Some some players you vibe with, you, you buy into their story, some you don't. But uh, there's no doubting his talent. Back to you as number seven. Um, at number seven, I will be picking uh, Paul Rifle. Pistol. Nice. Pistol. Yeah. Oh, nice. The guy oh, that famously picked, picked out of Australia A to be 12th man for Australia in a one-day international tri-series <laughs> competition. He's very remembered like he was bordering on all rounder at one point. Though. At one he was stage, very handy. With he was that. very handy with that. I think at one stage he made like three or four consecutive test fifties. Yeah. At one stage, yeah, and about a thousand runs and just ninety yeah. odd wickets in tests, and like his one day record is pretty good too. Yeah. So if you if you've got lot, lots of left handers in your opposition, yeah. just pick him. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it, it, he he kind of is the 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 steady part of my bowling attack. He's a guy yeah. who I'm going to bowl my 10 yeah. overs. He's going, to go oh, he's going into the wind. Yeah, yeah. he's going to yeah, bowl yeah, in the wind. Sure. He'll go for 40 runs and pick me up a wicket or two. Yep. Handy yep. gully fielder, good with the bat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah, good. Over to you, Craig. Who you got? I'm going, I'm going the brunette mullet as opposed to uh, Glenn's <laughs> blonde mullet. I'm going Jason Dizzy Gillespie. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, and that shows up my bowling yeah. lineup, really. I was yeah. tossing up between Warren Gillespie. Gillespie. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Simon O'Donnell, Simon yeah, O'Donnell. throwing a few overs right. in. Yeah, right. I, I, yeah, I, I think I'd like to get my bowlers out of the way because I think there's plenty of batsmen left, plenty yeah. of quality batsmen left. So I, yeah. I want to, um, I just wanted to sew that one up. Yeah, so right. I've got a really strong attack. Yeah, that's kind of why I went with the, the bowlers earlier in the in the draft picks because mm. they're at a premium. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm going to shore up my other opening spot. I'm going to go right-left-hand combination with Mark War, and I'm going to go David Warner. Ooh. Nice. Oh, maybe you're the polarizers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there, we're, we've, there's no doubt in the last, oh, you could probably say in the last four years since yeah. his return from Sandpaper Gate, he's um, been, been pretty ordinary. But um, there can be no doubt that he was one of the finest white ball players that we've produced, especially yeah. at the top of the order. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you want, starting off in innings, a guy that's going to go at a strike rate of 100. And can you imagine Mark War and David Warner teeing off on a flat track? And Yep. Can't imagine there'd be many quick singles with Mark Wall just leaning on his back going, no, Davey, no, no, not today, mate. We're not running on this we're, one. We're, you're gonna, we're not moving. You're going to need the next one for six anyway, so there's no point running. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I've right. uh, got to keep filling that top order, I think, now for me. So uh, I'm going to take Smitty. Damn it. 
That's what uh, I was yeah, smudging. I thought you were going to pick him. I thought you were going to take him. And, oh, and that would have been the third time you've done that. God damn it. I thought everybody had forgotten about him. Oh, oh, no. I, he was next. He, he was next. He was, I, he was I, my I wanted next to get one. him in, but I noted the bowlers first because, like yeah. I said, the bowlers are at a premium. Yeah. Um, you don't really need to say much about him. Yeah, he's uh, still coming. There, there's there's <laughs> a lot of people have been quite critical of Smith of the white ball player, and his 2020 form, I think, is can be a little if bit he, justified. But if you look at Steve Smith, particularly since he's returned to the Australian lineup as a top order batsman, so that 2014 sort of mark came in, yeah. basically locked himself in batting at three. He's averaging over 50 over a 10 year period in one day international cricket. He's scoring. He's 50s and 100s at a better click than Ricky Ponting is. And Ricky Ponting is just basically, he's got he's got a lock on our best one-day international batter. Yeah, it is. And that's fair enough too. And Smith is scoring his runs quicker than Ponting is. And that's, obviously there's a huge sample size. Ponting's played triple the amount of games. Yeah. So Smith's obviously not going to get to that point because he's he started a lot later by the time he was finally settled into... Um, into into that role, but there's something to be said that when you're going as a one day player and you're doing it better than Ricky Ponting, you know that you're right up there with some of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, can we just get a bit of a rundown of? All right, so the teams as they stand at the moment: Aaron, you have Adam Gilchrist, Shane Watson, Craig McDermott, Mitchell Johnson, Michael Clark, Nathan Bracken, and Paul Rifle. Excellent. Craig, you have Shane Warne, Ricky Ponting, Matthew Hayden, Andy Bickle, Mike Valletta, Simon O'Donnell, and Jason Gillespie. I have Glenn McGrath, Dean Jones, Mitchell Stark, uh, Michael Bevan, Mark Ward, Jimmy Marr, David Warner. And Glenn has Andrew Simon, Brettley, Brad Haddon, uh, George, Bradley Hogg, uh, Bruce Reed, Aaron Finch, and Steve Smith. So it's up to my pick, isn't it? It is up to you. Um, I will take uh, Steve Wall. Steve Waugh, Tugger. He's a good guy to have in your team. Mm. Like, wasn't quite uh, as flashy, but, you know, that 99 World Cup mm-hmm. captain thing got him through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, my mates who listen to this podcast are going to be absolutely filthy on me that I didn't make him either first or second pick. <laughs> they know how much I, I love and adore well, this bloke. Look, I love Steve Waugh, but he is not a top four yeah, pick out of those players. Yeah, no. But he is the greatest Australian to ever been Australian. So, <laughs> <laughs> like... I, I, I don't care what anyone says. That the man is just. Um, mm. he's, he's like he's like Saint he, Steve. He's gone yeah, to me. Saint Steve. To be honest, my yeah. my, my mother who never watched cricket until she, like I started watching it all the time. Like, she had two two players that she called her my my Dennis and my Steve. My Steve. Yeah. My <laughs> Steve. Oh yeah. 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 All right, over to you, mate. Yeah, Mr. Cricket himself, yeah. Michael Hussit. Yeah. Huss. Um, versatile too, because... Can I'll... he keep? Oh, he, he probably can. He can keep. I'm pretty sure he did. He can bat right Is there no can... love for Greg Dyer? I mean, come on. That was his honourable mention. Yeah. It's probably right. indicative of Greg Dyer that you went, oh... No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Mike Valletta, who didn't keep it all during that World Cup in front of him as a keeper. Anyway, but um, yeah, Mister Cricket, fairly versatile. The the reason why I say that is he could 
very well open the batting in my lineup with Hados. Yeah, I, um, I had him penciled as a know, potential he, he opener could, as well. He could, he could open. Um, I'm hoping to fill that with someone else, but um, as long as that person will get picked. But yeah, Huss for me. Right. I, I've, I've realised I haven't really got a spinner. And I was like, it's all right. I'll pick this particular spinner. Um, and then when I looked, and he actually wasn't in the 2015 squad. <laughs> I was like, where is Adam Zampa? And I'm like, he, he, he wasn't in. <laughs> I forgot all about it. So I'm like, I don't know. Who did we have then? Uh, Xavier Doherty was our... Yeah, was you're our not taking him, surely. Uh, <laughs> well, he did have a good one-day record. Sure, no, but I'll just never forget that test he played. There's, another, there's, there's another spinner you have to take before him. Well, I've I've stopped thinking about spinners. I've got mine. So. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. I might just do the West Indian approach and not even bother. Just uh, Get, put just, Carl just take, Hooper just as take some spinner. quicks and, a, yeah. and an all rounder. You know, <laughs> who have I got? Bevan can bowl a bit of spin. Yeah, Chinaman. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. he was he was pretty good. Yeah. Some of the time, bowl you the long hop. I think I'm going to round out. Uh, my fast bowling attack, and I'm going to take I'm going to take Josh Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, solid, solid. Yeah. What about Big Josh? So yeah, right. he's occupied uh, number one or number two ICC ranked bowler in the world. Um, mm. Recently, from both T20s and One Day Internationals, so uh, yeah, he's got a bit of white ball flair about him. Mm-hmm. Right, over to you, True. El Glino. Uh, well, then you've kind of led me to this one. Uh, I'll take Captain Pat. I was very tempted to uh, pick another. Uh, um. Guy from the same era as Bruce Reed, but uh, larger than life personality. But I'll go with Pat because he's a wicket taping taking option and uh, maybe not as good in the ODIs as Test, but still They're pretty, pretty good. bloody good. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's going to be one of the greatest bowlers we've ever produced by the time he's finished. Yep. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Mm. Cool. Over to you, mate. Three picks to go. Um, I will take Stuart Clark. Nice. I that's, forgot about that's him. A g- that's a good pick. That's a great pick. I yeah. love Stewie. Yeah. 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 Another guy who got crueled by injury. Mm. He was. Yeah. Like, he was. He was destined to be one of our very, very best. Well, I think yeah. also too. It was the fact that he was just behind some other guys for so yeah. long. He got his debut fairly late, yeah, twenty nine or thirty or something. He was yeah. so good in that um, he was, 06, yeah, 07 Ashes, he wasn't was he? Excellent man. Yeah. All right, back to you, Craig. Uh, Damien Martin. Oh, oh no! Nice. One of the most beautiful, yeah, big, graceful, yeah, batsman. Big, big call. The um, only player on this list that has walked out on his team during the middle of an Ashes series. <laughs> oh, oh, and, he'll, and yeah. he'll never be allowed to forget it either. Yeah, no, no. He <laughs> not only walked out. By the time they found out he was gone, he was on a plane to the United States. Walked a, out. He was a great player, though. 
Yes, and he was yeah. hard done by because he got dropped in that when we got bundled out by the South Africans and we blamed on the 21-year-old. And not oh, yeah, and then he didn't play another test for eight years, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And yeah, not, 93. Not that we didn't have a bad player in that um, 2003 squad, but um, Cheesy scored some runs. Mm. He he was he was enormous. I just remember him with pointing in that World Cup final, and he had a broken finger, man, yeah, a badly, did. badly yeah. broken finger. Yeah, and his innings, I mean, it got got overshadowed by Ponting's, but his innings was as good as you could see. How good mm. would he have been if he had something between the ears? Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty, pretty scary, yeah. scary if um you know. I, I suppose in the same same ilk as Mark War, like you know, if they if they committed, yeah. you know, I guess just a skerrick more. God, yeah. what cricketers they would have been, well, or what cricketers they are, I suppose. Hmm. But he could also open the batting for me. Yeah, him and him and Hados at the top. Oh, that, yeah. That's probably what I'll I go I think for. he did in a handful. He yeah, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. All right, I'm going to go with an all-rounder here, and I'm going to take Glenn Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice. Good call. Okay. And probably handle a fair chunk of my spin, yeah. to be fair. Good call. <laughs> you've, you've picked the Australian Carl Hooper. <laughs> 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 it's kind of right, you know. He's a great fieldsman. Probably hasn't quite realised up to his, you know, the talent that he's got. You know. Yep. Yep. I, I only had just had that thought. Anyway, um, all of the above. <laughs> um. Okay. Tell me, you got to tell me because I'm not sure. We're getting to that point where I'm not sure whether he's played in a. Yeah, I'll. I've got the list right, here. Can Can I have Simon Cadditch? You cannot have something oh, cabbage. Oh, unlucky. All right, I need an opener. Um, hmm. Anyway, instead, I'll have uh, I'll have Alan Border. No way, nice. Yeah, I He could probably do that job for you. Yeah. Solid, like solid average. Just, just get him to bat through the innings. What I loved about yeah. Border, but is that deadly left arm field and at mid wicket or or short cover. Man, yeah. didn't he pull off some run-outs in the day? Yeah, great. All right, two to go. Two to go, down to the final two. Okay, um, I'll take Tim May. Tim May. Was he in the 87 squad? He certainly was. He was. Wow. That's good. I, I, I only became of Tim, aware of Tim May in the spin twins like phase. Yeah. You know, when they took down the front yeah, wall trophy. Made, he made his debut before warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had a good arm ball. He had, back he when, had a wonderful arm ball. That, back back when, in the day when that was a weapon. Yeah. Joe Roots brought it back. He had, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Townie. Two to go, mate. Who's your, who's your penultimate pick? It's getting um, It's getting it's tight. It's getting tight. Uh, ooh. I'm going to go a guy who played in two World Cup finals. Well, he's in two World Cup final squads. The big Western Australian, Todd Moody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big call. Actually had a really big, a big tournament in 99. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Was, it, was yeah. a key part of our, of our win in 99, yeah. actually. Certainly was. He played they brought that, him back from, like, He nothing. played that, that genuine yeah. all-rounder, batting at five or six and getting you six or yep. seven overs. He was great in that tournament. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. no. Oh, he sort of he, he's my second all rounder, but probably you can't have you, know, you can't have enough quality all rounders in a one yeah, day. No, side, though, yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and on that same vein, I'm going to go with all around <coughs> my own. And he's a guy that uh, he must have run over a selector's child or something, or simply <laughs> just forgotten how to play cricket. But uh, when he was when he was in the team, yeah, he was solid goal, and his career just sort of evaporated like that. But when he was here, he was good, and that is James Faulkner. Yeah, good yeah. cricketer, absolutely. Yeah, the finisher should yeah. have played more Test cricket as well. If we were prepared to move a wicket keeper up to six. Played Jimmy Faulkner at seven. I don't think he would have done anyone any embarrassment moments at all. He was good enough to bat seven in a test side, and you know, I think he would have been a real good bowler. We batted three for Australia at one point. Yeah, yeah. no, no, mm. he's very, very good cricketer. All right, Glenn, penultimate pick, mate. Got to make it count. Can I have a look at your list? No. <laughs> what, what what's left? Is there an opener left that I'm not thinking of? Uh, and I'll uh, I'll try and probe my brain. Uh, no, Matthew Elliott wouldn't have. No. Um. Uh, I, to be honest, I don't think there is another typical opener, opener left because, like, Gilchrist, Warren, and Hayden. Yeah. Warner and Finch are your your main openers. So you're looking to probably play a guy out of position. Really. Can I have a peek? I don't have the list. Oh, like okay. I've got, Radio. I've got individual years. Radio. Um, hmm. You know, Brad Hodge made a, a World Cup squad. We haven't picked Did him he? yet. Bailey's there. Right. Mitch Marsh is still there. Okay. Um, what do we got? O three. You know. If you wanted to go an all-rounder, you still got Ian Harvey kicking about, Darren Lehman kicking about. Yeah, okay, all right, thanks. I'll, uh, I think I'll take Darren Lehman. Because you can open with him. <laughs> Damn you, Glenn. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I, I didn't pick Darren Lehman. I didn't last even one. think of him. Sorry. Uh, it's probably, right. you said if Glenn had done his homework, that wouldn't have happened because I wouldn't yeah. have just been rattling off names. And, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. All right. So, number 11. Number 11, last spot. I'm kind of getting, I've, I know that I've exhausted all the names in my World Cup squad-ish that I had. Um, I'm going to go with um, George Bailey. Gorgeous George. Actually was a uh, World Cup captain. Yeah. He captained the first couple of games of that World Cup because Clark's back had given out from carrying the team for so long. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I've never seen a guy reinvent himself more often after his international <laughs> career has come to an end. Yeah. 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 Um, look, I think he's got a fair one-day record. Oh, he does. And he's got a brilliant cricketing brain as well. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that they were – like he debuted for Australia as captain if I'm – Yep. Not mistaken, he, yep. he debuted for in a T20 side. He, his first game is in for the Australian T20 side was as captain. Yeah. So. So yeah, I'm um, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, eleven that I've been able to knock out there out of the have you, have you been, players. Have you been writing your players down? No, um, you have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say while we're doing the rest of them, did you want to knock out an order? But that's all right. I'm the only one that's got them down. So that's okay, Townie. Cannot believe this bloke hasn't been picked, and he was always going to be my last pick. Um, I thought that was Lehman. We, we did establish that. Yeah, just there, look, <laughs> yeah, but 
I, uh, yeah. Ever, ever since three, ever since three, three, minutes, ever ago. Since three minutes ago. <laughs> um, but uh, as you say, you can't have too many genuine all-rounders in your squad. Um, the great Ian Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Harvey what a cricketer he was. The freak. He was a freak. They he called him pretty, the freak. Yeah. So I've right never, never quite found his feet. Right arm, military medium, and yeah. you find a boundary. Yeah, I'm probably batsman short, but look, I, I cannot not have Ian Harvey in my side. Yeah. Cool. Um, like I said, I was taking the West Indian approach to this once I uh, stuffed up on the spinner and not picking the one that I wanted. Uh, and I'm going to go with Sean Tate mm-hmm. to oh. give me a proper... Proper yeah. fast bowling yeah. attack. Yep. Yeah. Right. To round it out. That'd give me Tate, Hazelwood, Stark, McGrath. So I've got forty overs there. Jeez. I got I could get ten overs out of Faulkner if I needed it, and then I've still got, you know, Bevan. You're probably not gonna need it to Mark War or Maxi to help me out with no, a little bit if I need to. Imagine pretty Tate pretty well balanced. Stark at this scariest like, oh. Yeah. So um, good luck. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm just going the exact opposite. I missed the spinner because I spent too long doing other things, so I'm just going hardcore yeah. the other way. Let's do it. And Glenn, last one. So who's left? Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's all right. You know what? You throw names. You, know you throw Glenn, names at me. One bloke, you. There's right. one bloke left. All right. All right. You know what? <laughs> you, th- you throw you know names what? at me, and I'll because tell you. Because this guy didn't get picked enough when he was playing, I'm going to go with. Brad Hodge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he could probably open as well if he needs. Oh, he, he could needs. open as well. Yeah, yeah. He is a wonderful player, Brad Hodge. Yeah. All right, so I'll go reverse order. So Glenn, Andrew Simons, Brett Lee, Brad Haddon, Brad Hodge, Bruce Reed, Aaron Finch, Steve Smith, Pat Cummins, Alan Border, Darren Lehman, and Brad Hodge. I do have to say, I think you might be a bowler like, but not a bad side. Some good hitting in there. Yep. Uh, I've got McGrath, Dean Jones, Mitchell Stark, Michael Bevan, Mark War, Jimmy Marr, David Warner, Hazelwood, Maxwell, Faulkner, and Tatey. Uh, Craig, you've got Shane Warne, Ricky Ponting, Matthew Hayden, Andy Bickle, Mike Willetta, Simon O'Donnell, Jason Gillespie, Michael Hussey, Damian Martin, Tom Moody, and Ian Harvey. That's a stacked team. There are some all-rounders <laughs> in there. And uh, Aaron with the number one pick, you know, first off to go, Adam Gilchrist, Shane Watson, Craig McDermott, Mitchell Johnson, Mark Clark, Nathan Bracken, uh, Paul Rifle, Steve War, Stuart Clark, Tim May, and George Bailey. So there we go. We've managed to get four pretty good 11s out of the uh, the players that have uh, uh, gone, to, gone to and won World Cups for Australia. Yeah. Um, I'll post them up on our social media pages. Are you happy for me to put them into 11s or you want to go and tell me what your 11s are before no, I post no, no, them up? No, 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 no. Look, I think they're all pretty self-evident. It's just yeah. a matter of what the, what the batting order That's is going to be. That's what I mean, the batting order. Open. Yeah, yeah. Tr- trust your judgment. All yeah. right, cool. And uh, we'll get them up. You guys can vote on who you think's managed to do the best out of the... Uh, the, the player pool that we have. That's going to bring our marathon episode to a close tonight. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys when this goes up. If you've got any ideas on what you think would you would be a great way to uh, to save Test Cricket or if we're being a bit melodramatic and you know, maybe it's just a one-off or some opinions on that, reach out to us on, on our Facebook page or any of the places where you can get hold of us. Um, show, throw some ideas out this way. Uh, if we've missed any players from the World Cup uh, squads, you're like, I cannot believe you guys didn't pick this guy. You know, tell us that we got it wrong. You know, 
we love here and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. uh, until next time, guys, thank you very much. And uh, bye for now. Bye, guys. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.